Welcome to the Dream Bigger Ventures podcast, where you'll meet faith-driven Filipino founders actively pursuing growth in the likeness of Jesus as they're urgently growing their venture. If after today's show, you want to learn more about becoming a faith-driven entrepreneur, we invite you to join us on September 9th for the Faith-Driven Entrepreneur Virtual Conference. Learn more on our website, dreambigger.ph. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Dream Bigger Ventures podcast. Another episode featuring a faith-driven Filipino entrepreneur. His name is Bonnie De Jesus, married to Estela De Jesus with three adult children, Ina, Miko, and Bea, and a grandson, Manolo. For more than 30 years now, Bonnie has been working as a freelancer, providing business and financial consultancy for businesses, as well as uh, services and sourcing funds for expansion. For his freelancing, he worked for seven different companies in manufacturing, finance, and real estate. Then he set up, again, his own company company, LTL Consultants, to really help businesses access funds from formal sources. And also, he's not only founded his own company, consulting company, but has also co-founded uh, another company called Design Ed Learning Solutions, which aims to help marketplace people understand wealth creation, finance management, and investing. And its first offering is Stocks Ed, which is a platform that teaches people how to save and invest. Not only has he started companies, but he's also started a nonprofit project together with other Christian marketplace leaders in 2015 that's called The Market Project, uh, which is a movement that ha- aims to bring the gospel to the marketplace by helping Christians and business find their purpose, live with hope, and experience success through the gospel. So I'm very excited to have you here, Bonnie. Welcome to the show. How are you doing Well, today? thank you, Christine, uh, for inviting me. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be here. So tell us, where are you right now? Um, I'm in Cubao and City. My residence. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How's it been so far? Um, well, the pandemic for you. Oh, pandemic. Uh, well, I think God prepared me for the pandemic. Uh, the entire family. We're okay. Uh, mostly we are holed up uh, because we are seniors already. My wife and I are seniors already. So we're mostly at home, but we go to places like Tagaytay. We go to the beach where we feel safe, but we don't go to the malls anymore. Uh, just this afternoon, we went to Tagaytay. Uh, we have a farm uh, over there, a uh, small farm. So, uh, what's, yeah, what, what do you have uh, we at keep the ourselves farm? busy. Huh? What, what do you have at the farm? We have banana trees, uh, papaya, some uh, guyabano, uh, caimito, <laughs> fruit trees. <laughs> and we're putting up a farmhouse because we're thinking of uh, starting to uh, be serious with farming, uh, plant some vegetables, try it out, uh, living in the farm while doing work because now, uh, in the farm itself, there's already Wi-Fi, which we didn't have before. So it would be nice to be living outside of the city and uh, do some farming 
I have my Apo, my, my grandson. I mean, if you live in a condo, which is common nowadays, if you live in the city, you live in a condo, you live in a small place, you won't see butterflies anymore. You won't see dragonflies. You won't see how, how uh, earthworm looks like, you know, all of these things. As a child, it's so important for them to see nature. Because if you yeah. see nature, the easier it is to know God. But if you are just in the computer most of the time, you see the butterflies in your in the internet. That's all you see. You cannot touch the dragonflies. You cannot play with the beetle. You cannot hear the sound of the cicadas, the birds. Right? It's hard. It's not healthy for mentally. It doesn't make give you you know a feel of the nature that God created. It's it's hard for stuff for for children. So we're beginning to to. Uh, transition ourselves to something like a farm life, uh, you know, a few days there, a few days here in Manila. So, yeah. That sounds great. Can't wait. I can't wait to visit. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to invite mean, myself. Come to the, come to the Philippines. We'll, we'll have yeah. you a room in the, in the farmhouse. <laughs> I will. I will take you up on that. Uh, that's wonderful. Well, again, I'm super excited to talk with you today and excited for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, something that we like to ask every guest that we have, a couple questions about who you are. But actually, the first question that we like to ask is about your relationship with God. So tell us, Bonnie, who is God to you? Help us understand that. Who is God to you? As is common here, I was raised in a family that has religion. So we were okay. We were moral people. We, we, we think we're good, right? We tried our best to obey rules and regulations, the laws, the Ten Commandments. But somehow in my teenage years and, and in my uh, adult years, I lived a sinful life. I didn't know why I'm, I'm here on earth, what I'm here on earth for. I didn't know that. So I was lost, actually. And then I started having a family. It was martial law days. It was tough uh, trying to build a career, especially in, uh, during those times when I started martial law years. I had a lot of uh, tension and stress and trials, I started uh, taking volume in order to ease my stress. And one day in my life, I encountered God. I entered uh, Christian fellowship. And when I heard uh, worship, when I started hearing uh, worship songs, I cried. I thought, God is here. And since then, I started knowing God not only as a set of rules and regulations, but I started knowing God as a father, somebody who's near, very near me. And so God to me is somebody who is a father to us, who loves us unconditionally. He loves me unconditionally. And really knowing God, the question is, who is God to you? Knowing God is actually a journey. I know God as a father, but I cannot say that I know him fully. And in my lifetime, it's my goal to know him. 
and to make him known to others. So true. Yeah, knowing God is a journey. There's so many different things we can learn about who God is. Uh, he has so many dimensions and attributes, but it, um, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Do do you remember you mentioned you were at a church and then you kind of experienced God in a very personal way? Which I'm curious. Do you remember what church were you at? Where where were you? I, you know, I cannot even remember uh, what church that is. It's very near our place. Yeah. My wife, uh, the dad of my wife, uh, had cancer. I didn't know anything about fellowship. I didn't know anything about that. But my, my father-in-law had cancer uh, a few months to leave, and my brother-in-law brought him to the church to be prayed for. They said, uh, let me go with you. Sama ako, sama ako. <laughs> Little did they know that something is about to happen to me. <laughs> so when they, when they started singing, this is the time when you know, I felt something. I felt something different. I felt that God was embracing me, that you know, God is here. He's not up there. It's not a bunch of rules and regulations that I have to follow. I'm just watching me. He is right here beside me, embracing me. And that for me, that experience, still up to now, I cannot forget. It's something that's really memorable for me. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the Bible. I just felt something, you know. I felt that God is here. God loves me, right? Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. And then that moved you. Yeah, and then I started reading the Bible. I realized that I didn't know a lot of things about mm. God because what I thought was I know the Ten Commandments and that's all I have to know about God he's up there and here he's watching over me and he's trying to to see if I will follow the Ten Commandments of course I pray I pray I pray every day and I pray that God will answer my prayer things I, I need etc etc every day I pray but somehow it's so distant I didn't, I didn't know it's so near Right. Mm. So good. So good. Thanks for sharing that. And today, Bonnie, in your own words, how would you describe who God says you are? Who is Bonnie in Jesus Christ? Yeah. It's hard to fathom that I'm a sinner, yet the creator of the universe who created everything loves me and has forgiven my sins. And so, who does God say I am? Well, I am a sinner, but I'm forgiven. And now I am his child. That's what he said. I'm now a child of God. And I cannot, I cannot imagine that. After I have done all those things, after all my imperfection, all my weaknesses, the things that I said, after all of that, he says, he loves me, he has forgiven me, and he is a father to me. And somebody I would know only, not, I, 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 on, I only see bits and pieces of who he is, but, but it's a journey that I have to take, get to know him more and more and more every day. So good. You are a sinner. Saved by grace through faith in Jesus, that is now who is now called a son. 
Yeah. Can you imagine? God himself. I, how can I how can I ever ever imagine God himself calling me his own child? I, I never thought of that. As a child, I thought God is there, he's in heaven, I'm here. <laughs> but if you say that he is a father, then he's right beside you. Mm-hmm. He's somebody you can you can rely on, you can trust. Imagine. I went to the martial law years. I went to a lot of economic crisis on my own, thinking that, you know, you know, I, I had to drink. I had to, to calm my nerves with alcohol just so I can go through those, those tough times. But I don't have to do that because I feel peace. I just call on him. I feel peace. I feel the comfort. Every day, every day of my life, he's a father to me. Mm-hmm. We have gone through a lot of crises, Asian crises. We have different leaders, presidents, and we have kuditas, and all of those. We went through that. And how can you ever go through those times without a consciousness that God exists and he loves you? And he is walking with you. How can you ever live through those times? Especially during this pandemic. How can you ever, how can I ever live during this time with you know, all of those things that we have to confront every day? How can God is awesome? God, he is a father. Imagine he's a father to us. It's just mind-boggling that the creator of the universe forgave us through Jesus Christ suffering on the cross. He made forgiveness possible. It's mind-boggling. It's hard to fathom. <laughs> well, we try. <laughs> and uh, the Holy Spirit reminds us as well. Because sometimes we forget. We forget. But yeah, it's it's because of uh, who who God is and who he says we are that you know, we, we do, we do the things that we do, you know? And so I know for you, Bonnie, you're very intentional in all the things that you do, including in your business. So I want to switch gears and, and talk a little bit more uh, about that. Um, talking about your business and, you know, first, of course, uh, with any, any business or service or product, right? You need to be solving a problem um, that, that people have and, and, um, are able to add value to your customers. So help us understand for our listeners who don't know uh, much about your business yet, what is the major problem that you're trying to solve in, in the Philippines through your company? I'm a financial consultant, uh, a freelance one. Actually, my background is chemical engineering, but somehow I work with a finance company. I started doing finance and helping businesses uh, expand by helping them access funds, which for some is tough, accessing funds from banks, financial institutions. I started uh, doing uh, that for small and medium uh, scale industries, and they find it tough. That's how I started my entrepreneurial career. And then I grew in terms of clientele, and and, uh, I had bigger projects later on. But uh, let me talk about you know, where, where I am now, I have this financial consultancy business, but at the same time, I'm also busy with the market project, uh, which is uh, a movement that aims to uh, bring the gospel to marketplace people 
by being uh, purpose, uh, helping them find uh, hope and experience success. So how do we do that? When I got born again, I felt that the answer to the Philippines' problem is actually the gospel. During the 1980s, I don't know, you were not born then yet <laughs> at the time. <laughs> we were about to go to the U.S. to migrate because we thought that there's no hope here. And we started to have uh, children and we said, there's no hope here in the Philippines. So we didn't want to raise a family here. But then when we got we got saved. We had an encounter with God and we started reading the Bible. And me and my wife realized that God wanted us here. We realized that the gospel is so powerful in, in changing people's lives. If it is powerful in changing people's lives, it's also powerful in changing society, changing communities, changing uh, companies, changing the whole country. It's powerful. So this journey began as a financial consultant. And of course, as a financial consultant, I met many business people. I've seen the struggles. It's not a perfect environment that we have here. Uh, you know, uh, we have laws that are somehow sometimes confusing. And we have uh, economic crisis, crisis after crisis. It's like... Uh, you know, we will go up, then uh, before you know it, you're down again, and then economy goes up, and then you're down again. Somehow you're you're looking for you're looking for uh, something to hold on, uh, something that can assure you that it will be okay, right? And I believe that uh, every person in the Philippines is looking for that, but somehow they don't know where to look for because of religiosity. Somehow we separated the gospel into we have a sacred and secular mindset that when it comes to the family, when it comes to church uh, life, when it comes to everything, God is there. But when we go to work, there seems to be like a curse. You know, it's hard stuff. Can you imagine you go to work, you write the MRT, you wait for many, sometimes an hour, just to take, be able to catch a ride. And then you come home and again, you have to line up before you can take a ride. And you've seen, you see all of these things, somehow you feel like work is a curse, right? <laughs> if you don't, if you don't get rich, if you don't prosper somehow, it's gonna be hard even for your children. That's why many Filipinos go abroad and they find hope there. And that's fine. That's fine. But paano naman yung mga nandito, diba? But we have to find an answer to that. Somehow we have to see the gospel working, not only in the church, not only in the family, but working in the workplace. And so this, is my, this has been my ano, passion, right? It's somehow connected to my being financial consultant because I believe that, first of all, we Filipinos must have an understanding of stewardship. It involves personal finance, how to save, how to invest, how to take care of your ability, how to grow your 
talents and uh, giftings that's that these are the things that God gave us and we can grow those ability by grace by the grace of God what suppresses us is the thought that wala naman mangyayari ganyan ganyan tayo ngayon ganyan na rin tayo bukas what suppresses that is that thought that wala naman mangyayari pero kung naniniwala tayo sa gospel the power of the gospel that's able to change us kaya is changing society Minsan kasi we look at God as somebody who answers our prayers, does miracles, a God of breakthrough. Pero yung, yung being able to work on what we have, like kung piso na lang ang pera mo, are you willing to have trust in Him? Are you willing to uh, take a step of faith with that one peso and your talents and ability and believe that God will pull you through? That believe that God can still make you grow. And I've seen this uh, in, in business. I have seen many business people. Kaya, kaya din nagkaroon din ako ng, ng uh, belief na kaya ng gospel na iangat ang tao. Kasi I've seen this among business people. Business people na nakita ko, they started with almost nothing. Tapos nag-grow sila. Tapos ngayon, they're prosperous. How did that happen? It's actually stewardship and God being there. God pouring His grace on them as they do the thing that God is asking them to. So yun nakikita namin sa market project is sa workplace, kailangan makita ng mga tao na God is there with them. That God wants to prosper them. That God has a purpose in their prosperity. Kasi somehow because of religiosity, parang, parang hindi namin makita yung God na wanting to prosper you. Somehow, it, it was brought by religion that if you're poor, you're closer to God. There's so many beliefs, cultural beliefs. You know? We have to bring hope to the people by bringing not only the love of God, but also biblical principles like stewardship. Also, helping them have a new mindset that God wants to prosper you, that God wants you to create wealth. Because wealth is not given, it is created. Remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives you the ability to create wealth. It is, is created. The Philippines is a very rich country. It's one of the richest in the world as far as the natural resources are concerned. When I was young, I often hear this from our teacher who says the Philippines is the pearl of the Orient Seas. It is rich in natural resources. But when I started growing up, I saw poor people. How come the Philippines is so rich? Pero nagihirap yung mga tao. There must be an answer, right? The, the gospel is the answer. God's desire is to prosper the Filipinos. But He's waiting for us to believe that He is our Father, to come to Him and know Him as a Father. Because only the love of the Father can give you a head start. And God wants us to believe that even if you're poor, with a little thing that, you, that is in your hand, you can take a step and believe that God is with you. Work with it, start growing abilities, your talents and gifting, start growing it. Start collaborating with people, believing that God will pull you through, believing that God is with you and God wants to prosper you. Beloved, sabi ganon, beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. The will of God is to prosper us, but he does not want us to suffer in health. He does not want us to compromise our soul. So we should not run out of uh, run after money. We should run 
we should run with the thought that we're growing in our ability, run as far as growing our abilities concerned and growing our talents, improving our character, changing our mindset. That is the gospel, actually. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Bonnie. That is a very thoughtful description of some of the challenges for sure in the Philippines as far as uh, that mindset that you're talking about. And maybe, you know, while there are a lot of people that have some kind of a Christian faith in the Philippines, but there might be a disconnect. There's a disconnect between their faith and their daily work or their business, maybe. So that's really great, you know, through not just LTL consultants, but the market project and then design ed learning solutions. You're you're doing all these different things to try to solve that problem. But maybe you can share a little bit more about some of the practical ways through your companies and through the market project. What are some of those practical ways that you're helping to solve this problem in the Philippines? Each uh, believer in Christ has his own uh, set of talents and giftings. But many of us are in business. Many of us are in the marketplace uh, as employees, as managers, as uh, leaders in the company. Iba-ibay. And so we help people realize that work itself matters to God. That's one truth that people must realize that work matters to God. And then what that, when that happens... They see God working with them as they work. What we do is help people realize also that each person is unique. For example, there is one lady in our group. She lost her job during the pandemic. She was encouraged by uh, the things that we teach in the market project, that you can start with whatever you have. She lost her job. And then what she did was... She started selling landscape materials, gardening materials, because her former job was as a landscape planner in a company. So she shifted into her own, uh, doing her own business as a seller of uh, garden materials. And then she started a Facebook page called Wise Nanai, it's Wise Mother. And in two weeks' time, the Facebook uh, community grew to 15,000 mothers. Imagine where she can bring content, help mothers uh, go through the pandemic, help mothers uh, raise their children. You know. So this is one way of bringing the gospel to families, right? So she was able to start a business of her own together with her husband. She was able to create her own platform in, in her own unique way. This is what we want to see in the market project. Na each person is able to, to see no? the uniqueness that, that she has or he has. Not all of us can write a book, not all of us can do a blog, you know. Pero pwede namang gawin mo yung kaya mong gawin, right? right? Like if you're a painter, there's a member of our group who is a painter. And, you know, if you're a painter in a pandemic, you would be depressed because there's somebody who will buy your paintings. But this painter saw God. Uh, being there even during the pandemic. So in paintings, you know, they're being bought because he calls himself a prophetic painter where he, he sees what God wants him to paint. And whenever he brings, uh, whenever the painting sold, brought in the house, the buyer sees the painting as something that brings peace to the house and brings comfort in a pandemic. Imagine, you, know, you can 
a person can express the gospel in painting as well, right? In the arts. And we have uh, a lot of business people in the group who started with nothing, actually. With nothing. Just a skill to start with. And they started forming a business with a skill. And some of them have companies, big companies already. And this is what we can bring to the marketplace. So we write stories. We write blog. We conduct webinars. We we do small group meetings. In other words, how do we bring the gospel in a practical way? If you are struggling, let's say in a pandemic, and you hear somebody testifying that he started with nothing, and he now has five companies or three companies, and is prosperous, and he will give you the principle. The principle is basically something like, you know, it's out of the birth, out of the Bible. Like, what did God say to Moses when Moses was arguing with God uh, that he cannot do it, he cannot free the people uh, of God? What did God say? What is that in your hand? It is the same thing that God is asking us. What is that in your hand? Start with that. Obey. Because God does not want you to starve. God wants you to prosper. Obey with that and God will be with you. So these are the practical things that we, we, we can teach. We, call, we also teach uh, stewardship, like in design ed, uh, the company that we put up. You know, the Filipinos mostly are, they believe in luck. That's why there's so much come that happen, you know, regularly. And sometimes they want jackpot. So the challenge for us is to teach Filipinos, young and old Filipinos, that Creating wealth is not a matter of luck. It is something that is sure if you follow the principles of the Bible. If you bring God into your work, it is something that is sure. It is something that is sure for the Israelites when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt to bring them to the promised land. God was sure that he was going to bring the Israelites out of Egypt into the wilderness and into the promised land. God was sure of that. The only thing is there's got to be a change in mindset. And that's where we come in, helping people understand that it is not luck. It is not uh, big time. It's not jackpot. It is about stewardship. It's about looking at money the way we should look at it, looking at God as our master, that we are stewards here. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit more about design ed solutions, right? And uh, stocks ed specifically, which again is addressing the common challenge of financial literacy and helping Filipinos understand how to create wealth and be better stewards to your point. So, you know, I know you're also in a growth stage for, for StockSed and design ed solutions. So I'm curious, let's say God continues to to bless this this company and you get more um engagement from filipinos across the country and you know your your company continues to grow in a way that achieves this vision that you have so you know paint that picture for us let's just fast forward you know here at dream bigger ventures we like to dream we like big dreams scary dreams uh that are only possible 
with God, right? And so let's say that God, the ultimate venture capitalist, the ultimate source of, of all good things in this world, he just decides to bless you and your team here at Design Ed Solutions. How do you how do you really envision then that transformation in the Philippines 30 years from now? Help paint that picture for us. Yeah, in all of these things that we're doing in the market project as well as in Design Ed and Stocks Ed, it's our dream that there will be no more poor Filipino in 30 years or, or so. How do we do that? Bring God uh, to their lives, of course. But uh, if you just say God is good, God is loving, He's your father, without teaching them that, you know, it requires discipline, it requires you know, a lot of financial uh, literacy, without teaching them those things, uh, they will think that God will just drop manna from heaven and they will just keep on waiting. So it's about time that we teach them that this is like the promised land. There's so much resources around us. But we don't get rich instantly. In Design Ed, we have created e-learning solutions. It's like, for example, uh, stock market. We teach uh, the basics of stock market, stock market and uh, the basic, basics of investing in a form that is easy to understand. Uh, we have animation, we have games, all of those things that will make it attractive for Filipinos to, to learn. And uh, we have uh, these uh, webinars showing them how to analyze the stock market. And uh, from time to time, we have business seminars, entrepreneurship seminars. But of course, we also have uh, teachings on personal finance that you don't just get into the stock market or investing in anything without uh, securing your, yourself first. You should be able to save first, have a emergency fund, be responsible in your expenses, do a budget. And these are the things that are often missed because for most people, they get the salary and then uh, they buy whatever they want to buy, you know. <laughs> so, but then if you start uh, showing them a vision of uh, this is possible for you, it's possible for you to prosper, then it's worth starting to be disciplined. It's worth the pain of, of discipline. It's worth, I mean, learning. If you see a vision of your life in the future that's possible, that uh, you don't just aim to be rich by uh, expecting to be lucky or hitting a jackpot or going big time, marrying somebody who's rich. You don't expect that to happen. But it's something that you decide on because that's what God wants for you. So this is the big dream that we have, that we will we'll be able to teach that, this to even to young children, that we'll have more lessons in the Facebook, in the websites, we'll have more lessons. And in the, in the market project, we are encouraging business people, entrepreneurs to come out and use the social media. The social media is being filled with lessons of, of, on how to succeed, how to prosper. But, you know, prosperity and success cannot be taught as a lesson. It's got to be internal. It's got to be uh, a belief in God, that God is my father. Because God is, in, is my father, he, I'm already prosperous. I'm already abundant. And he wants me to 
take care of the things that he has given me. And step by step, I'll be more disciplined and God will be with me. I'll be a good steward. God will be with me. God will reward me. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, in whatever you do, work as if you're working for the Lord and not for mere men. For you are, your reward of inheritance is coming from the Lord. What is, does it say to us? Work itself has eternal significance. God is the rewarder. If you work for man, of course, you will think that everything is limited. But once you shift your mind into something that the Bible tells you, God is interested in your work. God is your boss. Wouldn't that expand your vision? If you're working for God, that will expand your vision because he owns everything, right? He knows when to promote me. I'll be promoted. So it's just a matter of stewarding what he has given me. Because now I'm working for him. Now I'm a steward. Whatever I'm doing, I may be a janitor, I may be a cook, I may be Kalindiria, you know, uh, owner, small business. But if you're working for the Lord, isn't he interested in making you bigger and bigger only if you, you become a good steward? So these are things that there's so much that we want to teach, so much. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, that's why we are we are mobilizing or we are we are encouraging business people to come out to be knowledgeable of the business principles that you can deliver to the marketplace and bring it out. Mm. Use the social media because the social media is filled with uh, secular teachings, is filled with humanistic teachings, filled with new age teachings. It's about time that we ourselves, as Christian business people or or employees leaders, we get out. Bring the, bring the gospel to the marketplace. Yeah, Bonnie, I want to bring that back to you. For you, as an entrepreneur, as a co-founder of these organizations, what does that look like to you, right? To authentically live out that identity you talked about that you have in Christ Jesus and to grow more like him as you are trying to grow your business. What does it look like for you? Well, um, I'm a family man. I'm married. And when God calls us, it's holistic. You know, you're a family man. You're married. You're, you are the boss in your company. You're, you meet people and you're leading them. You're influencing them. It's everything, actually. It's holistic. It's so important for me to grow in the knowledge of God spiritually and grow in my talents and giftings. When I started, I didn't. Imagine myself becoming a freelance uh, professional doing these things. The key is believing that something bigger is out there waiting for you, that God prepares something bigger. The key is desiring to fulfill the purpose that I have here on earth. It's a desire, actually, because every person, of course, should ask, why am I on earth for? And so I started with almost nothing. I have a columnar pad, wala pang computer noon. No? And somebody asked me to do a financial projection and he's going to pay me 3,000 pesos. I did it. For the first time, I thought, pwede pala akong kumita out of employment. So that jump-started me into going into freelancing and, 
and look where I am now. If I did not believe that something small can become bigger and bigger. And now I'm, I am encouraging people to believe that you can start small. In fact, it's better to start small because if you start big with lots of money, you might lose money because starting small is the key because if you cannot handle what you have because it's too big, then it's gonna collapse. But if you start with something that you can handle, the principle works. If you are faithful in small things, God is giving you bigger things, right? So it looks like for me, my story, now I'm 71 years old. <laughs> it's a story that I have that I see also a story uh, in other people that they have that if you have faith in God and you take that assignment or that call wherever you are, whatever your assignment is, an architect, a lawyer, whatever you are, entrepreneur, businessman, musician, painter, artist, whatever you are, if you look at your work as a calling, then it's an expression of the gospel. That work of your hands is actually an expression of the gospel. And this is what yeah. people are waiting for. So what does that look like on a day-to-day? What do you do differently because you know this to be true? You know the gospel to be true. So what do you do differently on a day-to-day when you, when you go about your work? I do my work with excellence because I'm working for God. And as a consultant, it's so natural for me to tell my client uh, when there's a problem, God is there with us. Let's pray. It's natural for me to pray for my client. And somehow uh, it's so natural for them to, to believe because there, is, there are results. It's so natural for them to pray because we are praying people. We are, I mean, this nation is a Catholic country. We are praying people. So when we pray together, whether you're Catholic or a Christian, when you pray together, something happens and you can feel the love of God. You can feel the Holy Spirit with you. And if you do that as a natural thing to do, praying with your coworker, praying with your employees, praying with your... I have been into boardrooms where I prayed for the meeting. I have been with employees in a company that's my client having problems. I've been to... Situations where we pray together and they see God working. And not only that, I write blogs, mm-hmm. helping people understand that God is interested in, in uh, you creating wealth, in prospering, helping people understand personal finance. Why borrow when you cannot pay for it? You know, the importance of saving and planning your finances. Some people don't even plan their finances. They spend when they... When they receive their salary, they spend. We teach this. We help business people see that they are called in the marketplace, that they have a voice. And uh, we create uh, webinars. We create uh, Zoom meetings. We invite Mm -hmm. people into the meetings and talk about success, topics that are interesting in the marketplace, success, prosperity, money, stewardship, marketing, customer-mindedness. We talk about those practical subjects and make people know that God is interested in those subjects Mm. because God is interested in every detail of your work, every detail of your work. God is interested because he created you in his image and likeness and he, he wants you to do excellently in your work. 
That's very inspiring just to you know, again, your identity in Christ inspires you to work excellently, to love uh, the people that you serve through prayer and in other practical ways. That is amazing and very inspiring. Unfortunately, we are running up on time. Bonnie, it's been so fun to talk with you. There's so many things we can talk about. But for our listeners here today who I'm sure are curious to learn more about your your different companies and the market project, what will be the best way for them to stay connected with you and your your organizations? Well, uh, as far as the market project is concerned, we have the uh, Facebook page, uh, the Market Project. You can click it uh, in the Facebook and also Facebook group, uh, the Market Project community. And with regards to Design Ed and Stocks Ed, you can uh, go to Stocks Ed is our Facebook page. You can uh, we'll add that you know, once you get of- there, you have uh, you can see the website. Uh, there are a lot of uh, e-learning materials there. Wonderful. Awesome. And last question before we let you go, Bonnie, how can we be praying for you? Well, please pray, uh, first of all, for our health. <laughs> pray uh, that uh, as the market project uh, will be able to raise leaders who would have the same vision and uh, who would impact the marketplace, influence uh workers, employees, uh, CEOs, business people. In other words, uh, pray for us that we be able to serve God well in the marketplace and uh, bring change to our society. Amen. All right, I'd love to pray for you um, as we wrap up here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to be able to learn more about the way that you've revealed yourself to Bonnie through the years and the ways that you're continuing to reveal yourself to him through your word and through fellowship and through uh, the different companies and organizations that he's stewarding. Uh, We do pray that you'll continue to bless the Market Project, uh, LTL Consultants, and uh, Design Ed Solutions, Lord, in achieving the vision that you have given them uh, to bring uh, transformation in mindset to Filipinos, God, uh, that they will truly understand that their work and their finances, uh, including their finances, matter to you. Uh, help us as sons and your sons and daughters to be good stewards of the things you have entrusted to us. And bless Bonnie, uh, bring the right leaders to his organization as he had uh, asked for prayer for. And we trust, Lord, that you hear our prayers. And we love you and we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Dream Bigger Ventures podcast. If you're a faith-driven Filipino founder and want to get plugged into more resources to grow your faith and your venture, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter on our website, dreambigger.ph. This podcast will not be possible without the support of our global partners, Faith Driven Entrepreneur, Faith Driven Investor, and Faith and Work Movement.